0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Abiding in Him podcast. This is Christina, and we are on week 14 of our Bible reading plan. So this week, we're still in the book of Judges, and I am going to be reading from the Holman Christian Standard Version of the Bible. So here we go. Judges chapter 7, God Selects Gideon's Army. Jerubal, that is Gideon, and everyone who is with him, got up early and camped beside the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them, below the hill of Morah, in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many people for me to hand the Midianites over to you, or else Israel might brag, I did it myself. Sorry. Or else Israel might brag, I did it myself. Now announce in the presence of the people... Whoever is fearful and trembling may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 of the people turned back, but 10,000 remained. Then the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many people. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. If I say to you, This one can go with you, he can go. But if I say about anyone, This one cannot go with you, he cannot go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord God said to Gideon, Separate everyone who laps water with his tongue like a dog. Do the same with everyone who kneels to drink. The number of those who lapped with their hands to their mouths was 300 men, and all the rest of the people knelt to drink water. The Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver you with the 300 men who lapped and hand the Midianites over to you, but everyone else is to go home. So Gideon sent all the Israelites to their tents, but kept the three hundred who took the people's provisions and their trumpets. The camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Gideon spies on the Midianite camp. That night the Lord said to him, Get up and go into the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go to the camp, go with Pura, your servant. Listen to what they say, and then you will be strengthened to go to the camp. So he went with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the troops who were in the camp. Now the Midianites, Am, um, sorry, now the Midianites, Amalekites. Am, Why was that so hard for me to say? Sorry, guys. <laughs> now the Midianites, Amalekites, and all the Ketamites had settled down in the valley like a swarm of locusts, and their camels were as innumerable as the sand on the seashore. When Gideon arrived, there was a man telling his friend about a dream. He said, Listen, I had a dream. A loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp, struck a tent, and it fell. The loaf turned the tent upside down so that it collapsed. His friend answered, This is nothing less than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash the Israelite. God has handed the entire Midianite camp over to him. Gideon attacks the Midianites. When Gideon heard the account of the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. He returned to Israel's camp and said, Get up, for the Lord has handed the Midianite camp over to you. Then he divided the three hundred men into three companies and gave each one of the men a trumpet in one hand and an empty pitcher with a torch inside it in the other. Watch me, he said, and do the same. When I come to the outpost of the camp, do as I do. When I and everyone with me blow our trumpets, you are also to blow your trumpets all around the camp. Then you will say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Gideon and the one hundred men who were with him went to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch after the sentries had been stationed. They blew their trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. The three companies blew their trumpets and shattered their pitchers. They held their torches in their left hands their trumpets in their right hands, and shouted, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Each Israelite took his position around the camp, and the entire Midianite army fled and cried out as they ran. When Gideon's men blew their 300 trumpets, the Lord set the swords of each man and the army against each other. They fled to beth in the direction of Zerora, as far as the border of Abel-Meholah near Tabeth. Then the men of Israel were called from Naphtali, Asher, and Manasseh, and they pursued the Midianites. The men of Ephraim joined the battle. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim with this message, Come down to intercept the Midianites and take control of the water courses ahead of them as far as Bethbara and the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were called out as they took control of the water house Watercourses as far as Bethbara and the Jordan. They captured Oreb and Zeeb, the two princes of Midian. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeeb at the winepress of Zeeb. While they were pursuing the Midianites, they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeeb to Gideon across the Jordan. <laughs> Judges chapter 8. The men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you done this to us, not calling us when you went to fight against the Midianites? And they argued with him violently. So he said to them, What have I done now compared to you? Is not the gleaning of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abiezer? God handed over to you Oreb and Zeab, the two princes of Midian. What was I able to do compared to you? When he said this, their anger against him subsided. Gideon pursues the kings of Midian. Gideon and the three hundred men came to the Jordan and crossed it. They were exhausted but still in pursuit. He said to the men of Succoth, Please give some loaves of bread to the people who are following me, because they are exhausted, for I am pursuing Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. But the princes of Succoth asked, Aren't Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hands that we should give bread to your enemy? Are Zeba, sorry. Are Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hands that we should give bread to your army? Gideon replied, Very well, when the Lord has handed Zeba and Zalmunna over to me, I will trample your flesh on thorns and briars from the wilderness. Woe! He went from there to Penuel and asked the same thing from them. The men of Penuel agreed. Sorry. Wow, I can't read today. The men of Penuel answered just as the men of Succoth had answered. He also told the men of Penuel, When I return in peace, I will tear down this tower. Now Ziba and Zalmunna were in Karkor, and with them was their army of about 15,000 men, who were all those left of the entire army of the Kedemites. Those who had been killed were 120,000 warriors. Gideon traveled on the caravan route east of Noba and... Jogbeha and attacked their army while the army was unsuspecting. Ziba and Zalmunna fled and he pursued them. He captured these two kings of Midian and routed the entire army. Gideon son of Joash returned from the battle by the ascent of Heres. He captured a youth from the men of Succoth and interrogated him. The youth wrote down for him the names of the seventy-seven princes and elders of Succoth. Then he went to the men of Succoth and said, here are Zeba and Zalmunna. You taunted me about them, saying, Are Zeba and Zalmunna now in your power that we should give bread to your exhausted men? So he took the elders of the city, as well as some thorns and briars from the wilderness, and he disciplined the men of Succoth with them. He also tore down the tower of Penawol and killed the men of the city. He asked Zeba and Zalmunna, What kind of men did you kill at Tabor? They were like you, they said, each resembled the son of a king. So he said, they were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you would let them live, I would not kill you. Then he said to Jether, his firstborn, get up and kill them. The youth did not draw his sword because he was afraid for he was still a youth. Ziba and Zalmunna said, get up and kill us yourself for a man is judged by his strength. So Gideon got up, killed Zeba and Zalmunna, and took the crescent ornaments that were on the necks of their camels. Gideon's Legacy Then the Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us, you as well as your sons and your grandsons, for you delivered us from the power of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Then he said to them, Let me make a request of you. Everyone give me an earring from his plunder. Now the enemy had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites. They said, We agreed to give them. So they spread out a mantle, and everyone threw an earring from his plunder on it. The weight of the gold earrings he requested was about 43 pounds of gold, in addition to the crescent ornaments and ear pendants, the purple garments on the kings of Midian, and the chains on the necks of their camels. Gideon made an ephod from all this and put it in Ophrah, his hometown. Then all Israel prostituted themselves with it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his household. So Midian was subdued before the Israelites, and they were no longer a threat. The land was peaceful forty years during the days sorry the land was peaceful forty years during the days of Gideon. Jerubaal, that is Gideon, son of Joash, went back to live at his house. Gideon had 70 sons, his own offspring, since he had many wives. His concubine, who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, and he named him Abimelech. Then Gideon, son of Joash, died at a ripe old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. When Gideon died, the Israelites turned and prostituted themselves with the Baals and made Baal-Beareth their god. The Israelites did not remember the Lord their God who had delivered them from the power of the enemies around them. They did not show kindness to the house of Jerubbaal, that is, Gideon, for all the good he had done for Israel. Judges chapter 9. Abimelech becomes king. Abimelech son of Jerubbaal, went to his mother's brothers at Shechem and spoke to them and to all his maternal grandfather's clan, saying, Please speak in the presence of all the lords of Shechem. Is it better for you that seventy men, all the sons of Jerubbaal, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and blood. His mother's relatives spoke all these words about him in the presence of all the lords of Shechem, and they were favorable to Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. So they gave him seventy pieces of silver from the temple of Baal-Beereth. Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men with this money, and they followed him. He went to his father's house in Ophrah and killed his seventy brothers, the sons of Jerubal, on top of a large stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubael, survived, because he hid himself. Then all the lords of Shechem and of Beth Millo gathered together and proceeded to make Abimelech king at the oak of the pillar in Shechem. Jotham's Parable When they told Jotham, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim, raised his voice, and called to them, Listen to me, lords of Shechem, and may God listen to you. The trees set out to anoint a king over themselves. They said to the olive tree, Rain over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I stop giving my oil that honors both God and man and rule over the trees? Then the tree said to the fig tree, Come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I stop giving my sweetness and my good fruit and rule over trees? Later the tree said to the grapevine, Come and reign over us. But the grapevine said to them, Should I stop giving my wine that cheers both God and man, and rule over trees? Finally all the trees said to the bramble, Come and reign over us. The bramble said to the trees, If you really are anointing me as king over you, come and find refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon." Now, if you have acted faithfully and honestly in making Abimelech king, if you have done well by Jerubaal and his family, and if you have rewarded him appropriately for what he did, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and delivered you from the hand of Midian, and now you have attacked my father's house today, killed his seventy sons on top of a large stone, and made Abimelech, the son of his slave, king over the lords of Shechem, because he is your brother? If then you have acted faithfully and honestly with Jerubal and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech, and may he also rejoice in you. But if not, may fire come from Abimelech and consume the Lord of, lords of Shechem and Beth-Milo, and may fire come from the lords of Shechem and beth Millo and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Baer, and lived there because of his brother Abimelech. Abimelech's Punishment. When Abimelech had ruled over Israel three years, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the lords of Shechem. They treated Abimelech deceitfully so that the crime against the seventy sons of Jerubal might come to justice and their blood would be avenged on their brother Abimelech, who killed them, and on the lords of Shechem, who had helped him kill his brothers. The lords of Shechem rebelled against him by putting people on the tops of the mountains to ambush and rob everyone who passed by them on the road. So this was reported to Abimelech. Gaal, son of Ebed, came with his brothers and crossed into Shechem, and the lords of Shechem trusted him. So they went out to the countryside and harvested grapes from their vineyards. They trod the grapes and held a celebration. Then they went to the house of their god, and as they ate and drank, they cursed Abimelech. Gaal, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Isn't he the son of Jerubal, and isn't Zebel his officer? You are to serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were in my power, I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, Gather your army and come out. When Zabul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, son of Ebed, he was angry. So he sent messengers secretly to Abimelech, saying, Look, Gaal, son of Ebed, with his brothers, have come to Shechem and are turning the city against you. Now tonight you and the people with you are to come wait in ambush in the countryside. Then get up early and at sunrise charge the city. When he and the people who are with him come out against you, do to him whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the people with him got up at night and waited in ambush for Shechem in four units. Gaal, son of Ebed, went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. Then Abimelech and the people who were with him got up from their ambush. When Gaal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Look, people are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zebul said to him, The shadows of the mountains look like men to you. Then Gaal spoke again. Look, people are coming down from the central part of the land, and one unit is coming from the direction of the diviner's oak. Zebul replied, Where is your mouthing off now? You said, Who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Aren't these the people you despised? Now go and fight them. So Gael went out, leading the lords of Shechem, and fought against Abimelech. But Abimelech pursued him, and Gael fled before him. Many wounded died as far as the entrance of the gate. Abimelech stayed in Eruma and Zebul drove Gaal and his brothers from Shechem. The next day when the people went into the countryside this was reported to Abimelech. He took the people, divided them into 3 companies and waited in ambush in the countryside. He looked and the people were coming out of the city, so he arose against them and struck them down. Then Abimelech and the units that were with him rushed forward and took their stand at the entrance of the city gate. The other two units rushed against all who were in the countryside and struck them down. So Abimelech fought against the city that entire day, captured it, and killed the people who were in it. Then he tore down the city and sowed it with salt. When all the lords of the tower of Shechem heard, they entered the inner chamber of the temple of Elberith. Then it was reported to Abimelech that all the lords of the tower of Shechem had gathered together. So Abimelech and all the people who were with him went up to Mount Zalman. Abimelech took his axe in his hand and cut a branch from the trees. He picked up the branch, put it on his shoulder, and said to the people who were with him, "Hurry and do what you have to s- hurry and do what you have seen me do." Each person also cut his own branch and followed Abimelech. They put the branches against the inner chamber and set it on fire around the people, and all the people in the tower of Shechem died, about 1000 men and women. Abimelech went to Thebes camped against it, and captured it. There was a strong tower inside the city, and all the men, women, and lords of the city fled there. They locked themselves in and went up to the roof of the tower. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, he approached its entrance to set it on fire. But a woman threw the upper portion of a millstone on Abimelech's head and fractured his skull. He quickly called his army bearer and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, or they'll say about me a woman killed him. So his armor-bearer thrust him through, and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all went home. In this way, the evil that Abimelech had done against his father by killing his seventy brothers, God turned back on him. And God also returned all the evil of the men of Shechem on their heads. So the curse of Jotham, son of Jerubal, came on them. Okay, so that was the reading for today and I will see you guys again tomorrow as we continue in the book of Judges. Um, also just a quick application for me from these chapters today is that we can choose our sin, but we cannot choose the consequences of our sin. So when Abimelech killed his 70 brothers, um, That was his sin, and he wasn't able to choose the consequence of his sin, but the consequence of his sin was essentially that this woman um, killed him with a millstone, even though his armor bearer ended up killing him. But yeah, so it's definitely something to think about, and even though we do have free will to choose our actions, we cannot choose the consequences of those actions. So... May God lead us in wisdom and obedience to his will so that we do not sin against him and have to face all kinds of consequences for those sins. All right, have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow.